this episode of The Full Nerd, Google Stadia, and the year in PC gaming so far. Welcome to The Full Nerd, episode 115. I'm your host, Gordon Ung, with co-host Brad Charkas. Hey, Internet. Special guy, Hayden Dingman, to my special, left. Special guy. <laughs> super, wow. Super gamer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was like, we need, we need, we used to say special guest, but I just special so guy. Like, seems like, yeah, you know. he is the special guy. Who's that talking over there? And Adam Patrick Murray, controlling <laughs> the horizontal and vertical. Uh, you know, Zero Games for me just uh, put a, a comment in YouTube and said Stadia Master Race. Uh, I don't uh, think man, so. I, hey, I'll tell you what. We did an unboxing of Google Stadia yeah. on PC World's YouTube. Don't know if you saw it. Uh, but it's probably our, our most disliked video ever. Ooh, really? It is <laughs> the the amount of, of, of vitriol in that uh, in that comment section is real bad, especially compared to YouTube, uh, especially can, compared to the, our normal uh, discourse. Um, but I didn't realize that there was going to be a, a Google Stadia Defense Force. I, I had no idea that people were that invested. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not invested is it everybody who already passed like you can't get your money back for your deposit? i mean yeah probably because like that thing uh out the gate costs 130 dollars. oh my god so uh i imagine some people put money down for well, it but and not including it only comes with one game which was destiny 2 right yeah uh so uh two now because they so i don't know if you saw but they panic oh, they, added yeah, like 10 that. more games onto the the back end so like two days before launch this so was, what was uh, what was the other free one then uh samurai showdown so uh, so they initially announced they would launch with 12 games, and everybody made fun of them. And then on Sunday, like Sunday night, so like a day and a half before launch, maybe 36 hours, they were like, we got 10 more. <laughs> we got 10 more launch games. Uh, none of them very exciting. I think Rage 2 was in there. Uh, Samurai Showdown for free. Which, oh. What was that? Farming simulator. Yeah, farming, farming should we sim- should we back this up though for people who don't know yeah, what, uh, what Stadia is? So I yeah. brought it with me. Oh I yeah, thought, I want, let's see it. I well, want to check but it out. you know, Stadia is so much more than just the hardware. Uh, That's it. Also yeah, the, pretty much. Cloud. Um, so the, on TV, uh, for for those who don't know, Stadia is Google's streaming service, uh, game streaming in particular, uh, and they announced this at uh, GDC in March, and. Um, yeah, it's basically that controller. Uh, we have a Chromecast Ultra. Uh, home. I have that at home. If you uh, have that. Yeah, and, and so there's like a bunch of weird things here. First of all, the only Chromecast Ultras that currently work with Stadia are the ones that they sent with Stadia. What? Even though the Chromecast Ultra is already on sale, uh, I guess there's like a firmware update that they're pushing at some point to update all the rest of them. Uh, but that's sort of indicative of how the launch has gone. Uh, that makes they, no sense. Yeah, it's, it's baffling. <laughs> uh, it's their own hardware. Um, so, yeah, at launch, it is limited to uh, Chromecast Ultra, only the ones that come with this. Uh, it's limited to Pixel phones, uh, Pixel 2, phones? 3, 3A, and 4. Oh, I can run out of uh, they, they sent a 3A over to us. Uh, and then um, Chrome browser, you can access it. Uh, and so basically you can stream a bunch of games. Uh, it's $10 a month. The $130 founders edition comes with three months of stadia pro, which is their subscription thing. Uh, 
I, like it's baffling because you don't get any games. I mean, you get Destiny and you get Samurai Showdown, but this is not like Xbox Game Pass, uh, which is like you know a hundred games a month for ten dollars. Uh, you get those two games and that's it. Everything else is full price games. Uh, so I think Red Dead is like a full sixty dollars yeah. on Stadia, and it's sixty dollars on Steam. Uh, they have like a couple of discounts that come with the subscription. So I think Assassin's Creed is like thirty dollars instead of sixty Wait, on what, Stadia. What the hell is your subscription for then? <laughs> it's a, uh, so yeah, it's like to get access yeah. for Netflix and then paying more to watch the movie. Yeah. So in theory, their thing is, and I think Netflix does this too. They charge a premium for four K streaming on Netflix, correct? Or, well, they or at least they more. used to. Yeah, it's yeah. like a yeah, couple bucks. So, yeah. so so in theory, at some point in the future, there will be a free version of Stadia. That is limited to 1080p streaming and stereo sound out like out the gate, but that is like not that's not here yet. <laughs> they didn't launch with the free version, so it's just ten dollars a month to play Stadia at all, uh, and <laughs> we don't know when the free version's coming. So yeah, the the ten dollar month gets you 4K, it gets you 5.1 surround, it gets you HDR streaming. And then it gets you these, like, handful of free games. Uh, and so, like, I guess if you were really... If you didn't already own Destiny, maybe that's a reason to get it. But, th- so the... Destiny's free on Steam, isn't it now? Well, so this is the full Destiny, like, oh. with Shadowkeep uh, and okay. and uh, Forsaken, the two expansions, uh, which are not free. But it's also weird because the Stadia version of Destiny is just its own sandbox, uh, and so you're only playing with other Stadia people. You're not. Which it's not really cross-play <laughs> with PC. Uh, so you can bring your characters over because Bungie built cross-save for all that. But like the whole entire review time, there were like six people online <laughs> for me to play Destiny with. Uh, Is it including, gotten better now that it's out of? Uh, I so it just launched there's, this there's morning. Ten people now. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So it just launched this morning. So basically, like the reason they had to give Destiny away is because if they didn't give Destiny away, nobody would be playing Destiny on Stadia. Because who would buy a new copy of that game to just play with the five people that are on there? Uh, so yeah, over the whole well, review so period, if you have it free on Steam or you previously purchased it when it was on a. Yeah, yeah. It, you, it, do, it doesn't carry over. Even if you buy something in Stadia and you and you stop paying for it, you don't get to keep that game either. This yeah, is only locked into Stadia. So, is there any reason? <laughs> is there any reason for someone to actually? Roll their waste their money on this at this point. I, I, uh, no, not at this point. Well, I think you know. Hey, there are some people in so, the chat uh, saying that that it's worth it. Uh, you know, if we want to. Hear, hear some yeah, of the, I mean, the opinions. I, I'm, I'm willing uh, to hear some counter opinions, but like, I'm actually, I'm pretty bullish on streaming. Uh, I actually think the streaming stuff is neat. Uh, I think there are problems with the concept. Uh, we brought up data caps. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> we brought sorry. up, uh, we brought up data caps in our review um, because that's like a major issue facing streaming right now. Uh, the Stadia phone app says 4k streaming takes up to 20 gig an hour of data uh and i have a one terabyte cap at home brad i think you have a one terabyte at home i assume gordon does too uh so i did the math on on red dead because red dead redemption 2 is on there uh red dead redemption 2 the average on how long to beat.com is 75 hours so if you do the math at 20 gig an hour, you're talking about 1.5 terabytes of data to play that game before you're done. 
Uh, and so it doesn't even save you like uh, uh, the the size of game downloads has gone up a ton recently. So Red Dead is like 150 gig on PC, which is absurd. So wait, how does this make but, you 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 bullish on it? Isn't that the no? So that's so that's the thing is like that's the data cap problem to me is the biggest problem for this right now because like I play you know as somebody who plays a lot of games, I could blow through my whole terabyte cap streaming in a week probably. But, uh, I mean, I. But like, that's also, at 4K. Yeah, if, at 4K. If you're playing at 1080p, it'll be roughly a. Sure, but the, so the 1080p streams look terrible. Is the problem? Yeah. Uh, the Chrome streams, which are that, that's another thing we haven't talked about. The Chrome streams right now, and also the phone streams are limited to 1080p. Uh, and on the phone, what? it doesn't matter as much because they're like five inches. But on Chrome, yeah. it's like I'm playing on my computer at home. It's 1080p. It looks worse than 1080p native because you get all the the uh, streaming artifacts and stuff, um, and so all of that is bad. But also, there's something really cool about like so we have like a they sent over a, a mount uh, and a cable so that you could plug your phone in, which is actually a pretty nice mount. Uh, it's a really nice mount, um, and there's something really cool about I can just play Destiny. Uh, wherever I am, so like I took I took the controller and my phone, which I always have on me, uh, over to a friend's house, and I was just playing Destiny while we were watching wrestling, and like that to me is a really neat futuristic thing that I could bring those games wherever. Uh, yeah, you know, you slot it in, but uh, <laughs> that that to me is like the coolest part of this whole idea. Also, the fact that like if you had a really low powered laptop, like let's say uh, back in the day when Steam debuted uh, in home streaming, I remember running like Assassin's Creed on a MacBook or something, and that yep. seemed just amazing at the time. That you could run this like brand new, I think it was Black Flag at the time, uh, brand new PC Assassin's Creed on a laptop that was like you know six years old. Uh, that's still cool with stadia like i think it's really cool that you could take red dead redemption 2 and just run it in a browser somewhere um I, uh, go ahead red that's why i'm kind of confused that they launched in this way because to tie it to 130 dollar upfront cost is kind of crazy to me like mm-hmm. i think this would be a lot more interesting when the free version comes out and you know if you do have a crap laptop you could be like oh i want to play red dead redemption though I'm willing to spend 60 bucks to get it, but I'm not willing to spend 130 plus 60 bucks to get it. Yeah, and I well and I wrote in our review like I think the most con- the, the biggest hurdle for Google is trying to message what they want Stadia to be compared to because if you compare Stadia to like old like OnLive, PlayStation Now, the existing or or extinct uh streaming services that have come before, Stadia is really good. Uh, we've never had 4K streaming like this. It has never been this responsive. All of this is actually like very playable uh, through the Chromecast, wired in because they have an Ethernet port. Um, so if you control it, compare it to that, that's it's amazing. The problem is if you compare it to like a local machine, like I, I sure. compared Red Dead Redemption 2 on Stadia to my PC, and that's like a thing that Google keeps pushing. They keep being like, oh, it's better than playing local. The power of the cloud makes this so amazing, blah, blah, blah. And so Red Dead Redemption 2 is one I was really curious about because we ran that in the office two weeks ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that game struggles to run on 2080 Ti at 1080p. And so I was like, at, okay. At max settings. Yeah, at max settings. And so I was like, okay, Google, this is your chance to show me 
this game running at 60 frames per second maxed out at 4k on the power of the cloud right like the, you have infinite server technology show me how this is going to work uh the version of red dead redemption 2 on stadia is not max quality uh it runs at 30 frames per second at 4k and so you look at that and you're like well wait what am i like this, this is not better than my home PC if I have a high end PC already, and like those are the people that Google seems hell bent on courting. They seem really yeah. convinced that like, oh, they want me, the person who already owns a PC, to also buy in on Stadia. Well, I mean, I, first question is um, to me the elephant in the room is GeForce Experience or whatever, yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. GeForce Now, GeForce, GeForce now. now, which is Nvidia stream service, which yeah. is actually really good, but they still have not. Still in beta to, to yeah. sell it because yeah. there's obviously probably no actual upside to trying to sell it because you're just going to go nowhere because people don't want to pay money for it. Well, how does Stadia compare it to GeForce now? Uh, and two, it feels to me like uh, they don't even like it's something made by people who don't fundamentally understand PC gamers. See, I, w- I wouldn't say there's no upside to GeForce now. Just to jump in myself. Uh, as far as profit, I think though. that if they did like Google and said, "Hey, here's ten or fifteen bucks a month for you to play your Steam games in the cloud anywhere," yeah, I'm totally down for that. Yeah, that's Stadia different. Is, here's ten bucks a month for Destiny Two, and you have to buy the games, and you yeah. don't get to yeah, keep the I, games. I, I think after that's you're done. the. I think that's my biggest issue with Stadia out the gate. Is uh, so on live used to have um, like on live was just like a. Uh, they sold games, I think, towards the end, but for the most part, OnLive oh, was no, it like started a, selling games. Yeah, they started oh, yeah, selling yeah, games yeah. towards the end, but on, at oh, the no, beginning, no, no, even at the beginning, it, well, they the were beginning, selling games. So okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the the main <laughs> thing that I associate with with OnLive because I I actually subscribed and played a bunch of games on OnLive while I was in college. Me too. Uh, the thing I associate with OnLive was they had like a a Game Pass selection of like here's a hundred games that you can just play for free, and there were some really good games in there. Uh, the Witcher, the original Witcher was in there back when that was like it's still a very hard game for people to run mm-hmm. uh, i'm trying to think i think i played um i played a lot of uh the beyond good and evil through that uh oh, it's the the remastered one what is that um oh uh red faction red faction yeah i played a lot of that on, on uh life. and so so that to me was like the perfect use case for streaming and and to you know address the real uh elephant in the room Microsoft already announced that next oh. year X Cloud, which is their competing service, is coming to Game Pass, and you'll be able to stream all of those Game Pass games, which are you know ten bucks a month for the console version, I think fifteen for the Ultimate, which includes PC. Uh, you'll be able to stream all of those games to phones, to uh, PC. It sounds like. Uh, to your Xbox, which actually I've I've been in the the beta or whatever yeah. on on phones, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Know, I it's, imagine yeah. it's about the same as Stadia. Like yeah. there's issues bad. with it, but it works. Um, so that's like the sort of service that I want to pay for because if X Cloud shuts down, which OnLive did, I don't lose anything. So like when OnLive shut down, it was kind of a bummer. But, like, all of those games, I never owned them. I was just paying for a subscription service. So it would be like if Netflix shut down tomorrow. Right. You would lose out on Netflix. All that content would hopefully end up somewhere else. But, like, you didn't buy anything. Like, you didn't buy a physical product. The problem with Stadia still, to me, is that you are buying the hardware up front for now. And then they want you to buy the games eventually. Like, that's the end goal here is they want you to pay $60 for a copy of Red Dead that's just their copy of Red Dead. And they haven't 
explain, like, if Google decides to shut down Stadia tomorrow, where does your copy of Red Dead go? Because it's locked to their server. It is only playable through Stadia. And so, like, it's not like... So the, the Microsoft version of this is, hey, if you buy the game, and they haven't confirmed how this will work, but presumably if you buy a game, you'll get access to a streaming version of that game that you can play elsewhere if you're not near your Xbox. Uh, that's how their Xbox Play Anywhere stuff works. You buy the game on Xbox, it works on your PC automatically. So presumably you extrapolate that out. Cool, I bought this game. Now it works on my PC, my Xbox, and through xCloud. And so if you don't want to play streaming, you don't have to. With Stadia, it's just like, no, that's the only way you can ever access that game. You can never like download the local version of Red Dead for when you're at home and then keep the streaming version for like, oh, I'm out and about and I want to play some Red Dead yeah, on you, my phone. You can't, you can't even sync up saves. You know, yeah, it's 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 not like you that's, can, you know, pick it up like the same save file. And, yeah, and on go. a different yeah. platform. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's just like kind of a weird proposition from google and that that's the thing is like i want to make it clear that like i actually think the streaming part of stadia is really cool and it works really well in a way that i wasn't expecting uh because i i'm very sensitive to latency i am uh very uh persnickety about frame rate um and so i was expecting you know having played a bit of stadia at demo events and stuff like that i wasn't super impressed with what i'd seen yeah but when i got in my house and was using you know i have a 500 down connection uh using that wired directly into my router uh stadia connected to my wi-fi not to the device uh all of it worked amazingly well like i was playing destiny 2 on it i was playing mortal kombat 11 against uh kyle orland over at ars technica uh, he and I played some multiplayer matches. Worked totally fine. Maybe not the way that I would want to play those games, but like it was playable in a way that I was not expecting. Uh, and so the fundamental underlying tech, I think, is really amazing and deserves... Uh, Google deserves credit for that. It's everything. <laughs> but no one should spend money on it. Yeah, it's everything point. around it. It's like the platform, the the value proposition of how you're buying the games, all of that stuff that I just think is, <clears throat> sorry, that I think is like so weird that they've chosen to go down this route. Like it shows a fundamental misunderstanding about the market they've entered and what people will actually want to spend money on. Uh, and the level of trust people have in Google because they shut stuff down left and right. Yeah. So. Oh my god. And, and that's the thing. Like I, it's not Stadia the idea that I have a problem with. If you go back and read our coverage from like March when they unveiled this, I actually think I was one of the people that was most like, "Oh, this sounds like it could be really neat." Like if it, if it works the way they described, this sounds right. really cool. No, I, I was too because the server side arguments were very strong yeah and then they just debuted like nothing like there's there's nothing there there's not there are no games that are showing off like oh it's so powerful uh the platform is like half finished uh we've mentioned like some of the stuff about why it's half finished but we haven't even gotten into all of it so like this cable you need to use with your phone right now uh because they just didn't get the wireless working on phones uh, which is weird because it's also limited to only Pixel phones, right? So this they, is Google's own make phone Android. ecosystem. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> it doesn't even work across all Android. That's the thing. It works on specifically those four Pixel models, and that's it. There's no iOS version at launch. There's no, like, if you even if you bought the Founders Edition, if you spent $130 on the Founders Edition and you got Stadia and then you own, like, a Samsung phone, 
you can't use the phone part of Stadia at launch. And, like, that to me is just bizarre. Like, there are all these things that you just didn't do before launch. And I think what's most frustrating to me is nobody forced them to launch this right now. Uh, yeah. Like, Microsoft is coming with xCloud, presumably, you know, that'll that'll presumably launch with the next Xbox next November. Right. Uh, officially. And that'll be, like, the big push on Microsoft's end for streaming. But, like, Google just wanted to be first out of the gate. And there was no reason for them to rush it to meet this November deadline. I don't think that this is like a big holiday seller or anything that they were like, oh, we got to get it out there before Christmas. Uh, Dad, did you give me the PlayStation or the Xbox? I got you Stadia. Yeah, like it, it's just a weird, the people that are familiar with Stadia are going to buy this that, nice. regardless of the holidays. Like that's not like a thing that you're buying your kids this year, I don't think. Uh and so it just seems arbitrary. Like, I, they launched without all this stuff for no reason. So I, what I, I, I would Go ahead. See, I would have been much more accepting, I guess, of this launch. Like, you gave this 2.5 stars. Yeah. I feel like that's generous, almost. Like, the underlying <laughs> technology is good. But if, as a product, I'm not super sold on it. I think it would have made a lot more sense in my head if rather than charging 130 bucks and charging you games on top of that, if they had released it in the free version... Yeah. And said, hey, there's going to be all these issues, but then they hooked it up with Apex Legends and Fortnite yeah. and League of Legends and had you crossplay with PC and mobile devices, like in a way that you can try it out and they can test it out without people getting charged money and then roll out this fuller edition next year. That would have made a lot more sense to me. But as is right now, it's like, why would I spend one hundred and thirty dollars on this? Yeah. Oh, so what I want to know is, do you really think it can survive? Because to me, you get the stink of failure like this out the gate. Everybody goes like, I don't, I don't think I read one single positive review of Stadia anywhere on the Internet. People are like, it's done. Stick a fork in it. Is Google, you know, their attention spans about 10 minutes. You know, they're going to kick it overboard any minute now. I just can't see like. Yeah, I don't know. I like. I think that they really want to make this play, and they've hired up a bunch of studios internally to make games for but, this. So maybe. Uh, why I mean, I mean, why launch? In a, I mean, launch means actually. Psh, no, yeah, psh, totally. And and I see. To me, I don't think Google is the problem here. I think it's Microsoft uh, and the fact that they have their version of this coming. Uh, because all it takes is Microsoft being like. Hey, uh, xCloud is added to Game Pass now. You can try it immediately. Go ahead, stream whatever. You know, we have a hundred... Like, that's, that's the thing. is like Google's games are not even... They don't feel new right now because they launched at the end of the review season. And so all of these games that they've, they're have they touting as launch games, it's like, oh, cool, you got Ry uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider uh, from two years ago or whatever. Like, that's, your, that's one of your marquee launch titles. Uh... And so all it takes is Microsoft being like, hey, all of our first-party games are going to be streamable on day one. Uh, all they need to do is launch it alongside, like, a, a Halo or something like that and be like, hey, you can stream this to your phone immediately. Like, just go ahead, try it. Maybe it won't work where, you're, where you are, but, like, we don't care because you're already paying for our service anyway. Uh, and that, I think, is Google's biggest hurdle is they don't have that infrastructure they don't have somebody to be like oh this is the game that you should go play right now i mean that's technically i guess destiny but there are so many weird things about the way they've built destiny as its own sandbox here that it doesn't actually feel like a very good proof of concept like that's not the version of destiny that i want to play at all any day 
Uh, there's all sorts of other weirdness too that I don't really need to get into, but like there's no text chat if you play through Chrome on a PC. Uh, there's already about a list of 50 weird things you've already out. Yeah, well, and, and that's, yeah, yeah. that's the thing. Is like it's just it goes on and on. Like the deeper you get, this this review ended up being like 2,300 words. And I messaged More Brad. <laughs> I messaged Brad, and I was like, I still don't feel like I hit everything I wanted to say because like the further you go into the stadia well the more that you're like, wait, why doesn't it do this? Like, why doesn't it do this? Their only exclusive is a game called Guilt, uh, which is made by Tequila Works, a studio I actually really like. They did a Sexy Brutal, and uh, they've done a couple of VR experiments that are really good. Uh, Guilt is a game that is about bullying, from what I can tell. Uh, It's a stealth game that takes place almost exclusively in, like, dark, brooding, shadowy environments, a.k.a the worst environments that you could stream <laughs> to, oh, a, to a TV. Yeah, yeah, like if you've seen, you know, HBO, you remember when they had that, that battle scene in Game of Thrones? Yeah, it was, was simulated here by turning all the lights off it was, in the room. Yeah, it was, yeah, the super dark, I can't remember what the name of that battle was, but uh, that like, oh, I can't even see what's going on because all the compression artifacts are so bad oh. is like the experience of playing that game. Uh, and so like another choice where you're just like, wait, why did you... Why did you choose this as your launch title? I, I, I got a question, though. So, is it possible we are just the wrong audience? We are we are steeped in PC gamers. We wore our can, badges can on I our chest. Can I here? Yeah. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I actually, uh, touching on that, I think it was Jeff Grubb at VentureBeat who wrote it that I found a really interesting take. Uh, he was arguing that it's not so much people like us that this is being built for. It's being built for the millions of people who watch Let's Plays and live streams on YouTube. Where the idea is probably going to be eventually, like they said, where you can pick up saves uh, uh, and jump into somebody else's save game and stuff like that. Yeah. His argument is that they're building this more for YouTube than for people who already have a console or a PC. It's so that when all these kids are watching, you know, their favorite streamer play Hello Neighbor and it reaches the end level, they can go, oh, I want to play that game and they can click it and buy it and hop yeah. in and play it. Right yeah, there. the problem is they didn't build any of that functionality at launch. And that that's yeah. sort of the problem. Like, I, I, you said that I brought a, put a 2.5 on Stadia, uh, which is true. But, like, mm-hmm. before we post the review, I also came and said, I don't want to put a score on this because yep. it doesn't feel like this is done. Like, they're, it doesn't, like, they're selling it. And that's, that's why we ended up putting a score on it. Like, you can buy Stadia right now. But also, yep. so much of Stadia feels like it's like, oh, this is going to change not in like a couple years, but like in a couple weeks, it will be a different platform than it is right now. And in a couple months, it will be a different platform than it is right now. Sure. Like all um, things Google, right? You wake up and Gmail is completely 180 totally. degree different. Than and, and that's the thing is like, it's so hard to know where they're going with it that it's hard to know what it might be for in the future. All I can really say as somebody who's used it now is that I don't think that it's worth $130 right now. No, like that, definitely. That's, oh, definitely. that's the the verdict that I can provide right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Whether I think that it can recover in the future, I think that there are things that Google can do that are actually very interesting, like all of that stuff they said about YouTube. Hey, you could like watch a walkthrough of a game uh, and then be like, cool, now I understand how to do this puzzle. I'll just jump into my game from after that puzzle and just skip it entirely. Uh, that sort of stuff is like conceptually neat. The problem mm-hmm. is like the fact that it's not here yet means that I have no idea whether it actually works. There's like no guarantee that any of that ever actually works. Um, 
and I yep. would have been never buy for the future. Yeah, like I would have been <laughs> less skeptical, I guess, before they put out this version of the product that doesn't work with like anything. Like I the I was saying to Adam before we got on air, the fact that this controller that Google made doesn't work wirelessly at launch with the four <laughs> Google phones that they support is probably like the most damning indictment of the whole platform to me yep. because like it's not like that's Google not supporting Google in their own product line. I have a pixel two and believe me, Google does not support their own <laughs> yeah. and, that, and that's what I mean. Like that to me, yeah, I mean, it's, it's volumes about yeah. the the way the platform works and the way the platform might work is that they couldn't even get that ready for launch. Like, forget Samsung, forget Huawei, all the other uh, manufacturers they're not supporting. The fact that they couldn't get their own controller to work with their own phone at launch to me says so much about where the platform is at right now. Uh, and so, yeah, like I think there are myriad different audiences this could appeal to uh i don't think that everybody wants to buy a big console i don't think that everybody wants to run a huge pc um but to that point i also think that uh and i said this in the review the one of the problems is that google is courting those people like google is not selling stadia to my parents or people who don't have consoles sitting around they're selling it to you know the people at this table right now Maybe not you. I don't think World of Warships no, is me. on there. <laughs> no, but, uh, but like they're selling it to people that already are paying attention to gaming news and are buying video games already and saying like, hey, look at our cool alternative to those. And it's just not that. Like This is a product that I think is really cool for, um, like for instance, if you travel a lot, this seems like a really cool device. Like if you if you knew... Okay, I'm gonna. I mean, go, if you're on a Mac, it's yeah, a cool, sure. You know, it's a, like, it's a cool device because you can't game on a Mac. I'm right? going to I'm going to my parents' place uh, for for Thanksgiving, and I want to be able to play Destiny while I'm there. I know they have good internet, but I Eat don't want to like lug my whole PC or my console there. Cool, I can bring Stadia. I can do my Destiny raid. I can hang out with my friends. Whatever. Uh, that's like a thing that Google could be touting, but instead they're like. Hey, why don't you use this on your TV at home, where you already have consoles hooked up? Maybe. Okay, can I read uh, the their their web page yeah. for Google Stadia Premium Edition or Premier Edition, whatever, yeah. however they're saying it? One of the very first lines uh, of their page is: "There's no need to overpay for expensive hardware." Yeah, you know, oh, the whole idea of of having hardware That's is just, just the <laughs> dumbest thing, and I I just don't. Yeah, come on, a, a full blown 1080p. Really nice gaming PC is six hundred dollars now. So yeah. I mean, who who are we fooling here, man? And that and that's the thing. Like I, I do think there are plenty of audiences that Stadia is perfect for. And Not as and is. I and I have tried to like, when I was writing the review, I tried to keep that in mind of like, hey, this isn't really meant for me, the guy who has a twenty eighty Ti. But also, all of Google's messaging is that it's meant for me, the guy who has a 2080 Ti. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> and so that's why, to me, I'm confused about who exactly it is intended for because they're not marketing it to those people. Like, uh, you know, there are people in this office probably whose Stadia would be a pretty good fit for. Uh, there are people I know who use a Steam Link more than I do because I don't like the latency on a Steam Link. 
there are plenty of people who I think Stadia could be perfect for. It's not me. It's go ahead, Adam. I'm just I'm just gonna say like I it's it streaming like I I actually do believe streaming has a future, but I think it's as a value add like we've talked about with Microsoft. Hey, you're gonna buy the game. You can play it on your console, your PC, streaming, whatever. It's your game. Uh, PlayStation kind of, you know, dabbled in a little bit. G- GeForce, hey, you, you, you're going to buy it on Steam or, or Uplay or whatever. Do you want to play it on your home machine? Do you want to play it uh, on our machines? Whatever, you, you get to pick here. There, there is no other option. You, you just play it on their in their service, and uh, I think that's that's the big problem for me is that like yeah. it's not a value add. That's all it is. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we got five dollars from Austin Porterfield. Thank you, sir. He says, uh, "Can you guys compare it to the Steam Link? Because I use that to play loads of video games on my phone on my breaks." Uh, I w- I would say it's kind of a different service because the Steam Link requires your own hardware. Yeah, Steam Link is streaming from your own hardware. Yeah, uh, yeah. Though they have this is this is from their hardware. So yeah, you know, and, and Valve has also Valve has said that they would like. Uh, or there have been rumors, I think, floating around that Valve is eventually going to offer streaming off of their own servers. Yeah, uh, that was from uh, the Steam database account. It's not official. Yeah, uh, and it, it, not official, uh, but pretty good official. at rumoring stuff about Steam. Uh, and if that's true, that would be really cool. Um, for right now, it's definitely different. Like, you're running Steam Link off of your home PC, uh, so you have that hardware. Uh, these, This is more, yeah, GeForce Now, uh, OnLive, PlayStation Now. Uh, and that's the thing, like, I, uh, I really want to make it clear that like, it, like Adam, I think streaming is cool and will eventually be a way that a lot of people consume games. Um, I like, no. we, we wrote a story last year before. So Sony's really been pushing PlayStation now again recently, which is their streaming service. I think they see the writing on the wall that everybody is leapfrogging them in that department. Uh, so they keep reaching out and offering us, Hey, do you want to check out PlayStation now again? Uh, and I have been ignoring those emails because we just wrote about PlayStation Now last year, and I was very positive about PlayStation Now, which is much more limited than Stadia. That's 720p streaming. Uh, it looks pretty bad on a PC, um, but it also is like the only way that you can access Sony's games on a PC. You can play God of War and stuff like that on PlayStation Now, uh, and I played a bunch of games through it last year and had a good time. I think there are reasons to use streaming services my biggest hang-ups with stadia is just you're paying up front for the hardware you don't own any of the games that you're buying and the compatibility right now is so limited that it's like it's usually duplicating functionality that you can get elsewhere for the same amount of money that's why to that to that guy's question uh i haven't used the steam link to power stuff to my phone because i work from home so i don't have a reason to go somewhere else and play games on my phone very often. But I have been part of GeForce now pretty much since it rolled out in alpha or beta or whatever it is. And to me, I love it. Yes, there's some latency. It's not too bad, actually. I'm very positive on it. Uh, But it's been a lifesaver when I have been traveling and out and about. And, you know, because the whole the the cool part about it is you can bring your entire Steam library. Mm -hmm. So to me, I would think if you have a solid setup with a Steam link already set up, the fact that you can bring your entire Steam library with your phone wherever you go would make that already superior to Stadia. Yeah, and it's free. <laughs> like you yeah. can use Steam Link for free. Well, and the the app runs on any Android phone. Yep. And you can use any controller you want. Yeah. It's a it's just a really weird 
launch for Google. Like that's uh, I think the the final part of that review, I know uh, if I the if I remember correctly, was like they could still turn this into a long term success story, but like it's hard not to feel that they've completely screwed the launch up. Yeah, this is uh, yeah. like a train crash into a nuclear truck, a load of <laughs> nuclear waste yeah. at this point. It's right? just I like, mean, a, it's like what, what, what in the world would you ever pay for this at this yeah. point? Yeah, and that's the thing. is like I'm sure there are Stadia defenders out there. Uh, there are uh, plenty. What, can, what are they defending? The color they're, of the they're, thing? They're in the chat right now. Yeah, it like, doesn't have I, razor blades I on think it? What exactly is defensible about and, it? And that's point? the thing. is like I don't... What I would say to those people is I don't think... Stadia is bad in terms of the underlying tech. And like that's the thing that I want to stress the most is that I think the underlying tech is there. I think it's just Google's approach to the market yep. that shows like a fundamental misunderstanding about the market that they are entering they and, just and it, what right? people want from a service like this. Uh, it's not so much that they don't understand streaming because they do. All of that stuff works great, and I'm sure people will get their Founders Editions. They'll be more than happy with the quality of the stream and all that. It's more just like, give me 50 old... Like, they don't even have to be new games. Just give me 50 older games to play through Stadia, and then I would be perfectly happy. I'd be like, yeah, cool. If you want to spend $130 on this, there's great value here. You can play, you know, the original Rage to your heart's content could play uh, Skyrim for a million hours a day and you could play it on your phone cool it's amazing uh i don't necessarily think the value is there if you're just buying it right now and you're going to put another x amount of dollars in to buy Stadia's games and leave them locked in that service forever yeah i feel like the 10 dollar subscription like if you subscribe to Origin Access or if you mm -hmm. subscribe to uh, Xbox Game Pass or even Discord was running it for a while, yeah. you get a library of games. And I think that if Google had given you 50 older indie games or older AAA games even for free to test out the technology and prove it out more, it would be a lot more attractive. Yeah. I, I think then that's... if you see it and you see it working, you'd be like, all right, this works. Maybe I will be invested to spend $60 in Red Dead Revolver. Yeah, that's, a, that's the thing is I think that like the on live on live sold games but that wasn't the thing that got you through the door uh, mm -hmm. and i think that's where they really screwed up is they i mean they gave away destiny which like good on them but again it's a compromised version of destiny uh and so you look at the service and you're like well that's the only thing that i'm getting and maybe i don't like destiny maybe i don't want to play destiny whatever uh there's nothing else that you're like, oh, cool, I'm just going to jump into this and test it out and see how my connection works and all that. And until the free version works, you can't even do that. You can't like, oh, I'm just going to try all this for a week and then see if it works. Um, I don't know. I, I think that like next year we'll have to revisit Stadia and, and see where it's at. Yeah, it almost has to be reviewed, re-reviewed every six months yep, to but see like, how it grows. At the moment... Uh, it's not that I don't think the tech is there. It's just the rest of it that is baffling to me. Well, uh, well real quick, we have a, a question from friend of the show, Ziv. Uh, any plans on comparing Stadia to other contenders like Shadow? Uh, yeah, we were actually talking about writing a thing up, uh, you know, this week, uh, next week, maybe. How about comparing it to um, locally produced oh, and God. farmed pixels? <laughs> no, because I'm serious. Yeah, you, but nobody's I, ever going to say look, it's better. We're in a room and you're... Well, then I'm saying this is... Look, OnLive tried it. 
GeForce Now didn't work. No streaming service has been able to knock off. GeForce Now no, no, no. isn't out. I know. <laughs> also, you know also, also, also they are Nvidia different things, Gordon. They They're different up. things. Well, then look. Because GeForce Now is never going to say, hey, don't buy hardware. Only work off of us. Like, even they are saying, hey, you have your hardware? Cool. You have our servers? Cool. You pick. Look, it's clear to me that if I were thinking like a Wall Street analyst, I'd go, well, clearly the future is in streaming. Mm-hmm. You can you can take you can be like you can take the Netflix model, disrupt PC gaming, console gaming, take that multi billion dollar market and move it into permanent streaming status. I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't think that model is gonna actually translate into from from fat consoles and from fat PCs. I don't think it's gonna work. Sure, I, and I don't think any of us do either. I think that's why. Uh, I, don't know, I think but all the of us companies are, aren't. But you're saying, saying there's that. room for it. Yeah, I think well, that yeah, all of us I, are. I more, use it all the time. Yeah, like, I think we're more bullish on something like XCloud that is like, hey, if yeah, I want to play the local version of my game, I can. So like next year when there's yeah. a new Halo, I can play that on new Xbox, PC. Maybe even old Xbox, or I can play it on my phone or through a browser or whatever. If that's the only option available, to me. Here, here's a litmus test: you had to pick between cloud streaming and PC gaming, local. Yeah, I mean PC, what, but that's Adam. What would you take? I do this. That that take question makes no test. sense. I don't think anyone's. You only have one choice. Uh, no, 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 that, no, nobody's offering under, one choice except for Google, yeah, and that's, that's why under, we're saying under it's under wrong. Under XCloud, you don't. So, like, let me let me. Turn the question back on you, Gordon. <laughs> Would you choose streaming or PC gaming if you were out in rural Kansas or something without access to your PC at home? I just wouldn't play any games. <laughs> I, that's seriously yeah, what I, I do. I, I, I knew that he was yeah, going to say that. I mean, World of Warships on. isn't on. Yeah. Uh, you know, honestly, there's so. a thing. It's called gaming laptops. I yeah. could bring a gaming laptop, but I probably wouldn't. I would just like not have any games. Anyway, that's why. That's actually why I like GeForce now. I bring a normal laptop to go play games. <laughs> yeah, with my whole Steam library. I, look, I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm just I'm I'm the old person here, and I've seen how many times Gordon, people have tried to disrupt us. Gordon, we're we're agreeing with you here. We're agreeing with you. Sound like it? Yeah, we're agreeing with you. I still think Stadia could be awesome if they had tied it to the free games, you know, the free esports games that everybody wants to play, but a lot of people in other countries can't afford a gaming laptop or can't afford a game PC. If they'd come out with this and hooked up with Epic and hooked up with Riot and had all these games on their service, they could still charge, you know, the uh, yeah ten dollars in game transactions. Yeah, yeah, ten bucks a month to get in there. Twenty dollars a year plus the game. Well, listen here, the e- even. Okay, say say there's a theoretical feature where GeForce Now comes out and it's also ten dollars a month, right? And you buy all you have to buy all your games. So it's, that's the same Stadia right now, ten dollars a month. You have to buy all your games. GeForce Now, ten dollars a month. You have to buy all your games. But even if you quit GeForce Now, you get to keep those games. Do you want to build a PC later? Cool. You already bought them in Steam, you know, but Google Stadia, you don't have that out in the future. Well, with the way GeForce Now, I mean, I haven't logged into it for a while. But the way it's structured, it's just your Steam library. So if yeah. you have the game in your yeah. library, well, you it, own it. It, does, it, do, it does plug into Uplay and, 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 that's, and other that's, services. But that's but yeah. the difference. On Stadia, you're buying games directly from... Google and there's right. no future. The there's no there is future no Steam service. version yeah. or anything like that. So when when you're saying that that you know would you pick PC gaming? GeForce Now is PC gaming, right? But there's one that's local and there's one that that's that's in the cloud, right? Stadia, there's not there's no local option. I don't Stadia know. is another console in the cloud. What do you, yeah. what do you, uh, what's your question? 
The, there's no question that are saying we're agreeing. PC gaming is the best. Streaming is not the future of, of PC and console gaming, is what I'm saying. Nobody's it is saying not, that. Period. Nobody's no, saying but that. it might be a value add. Yeah. That's sure. The, it's a value add. It's part, value and, add. It, and it's part of the future. Uh, I do want to wrap this up because we, 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 you know, got other things to get to for time considerations. Yeah, uh, point is, but, I, you know, Stadia, like, I, I'm curious where it'll be in a year. Uh, I'm curious where it'll be in three months, honestly. That, that's when they're talking about adding 4K support onto the PC. So maybe we'll revisit in Chrome in three but months. Q4 2019 version, you wouldn't buy. Yeah, I probably would not no. spend my money on this. Uh, uh, that doesn't mean that I don't understand the people that did. Uh, I was a supporter of VR back when it was a DK2 that you actually a DK1 without even position tracking, all that stuff. So I totally understand the appeal of new tech and all that. Uh, I just don't think, uh, I don't see a use case for this. If you already have some hardware at home, uh, I don't get why Google hardware. didn't wait that three months yep. so we could launch with everything in place. I mean, honestly, this is, this is just a beta. They, I, I, I honestly, but I think it's, it's marketing people paid for. Yeah, That's hey, the worst part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But even if they came out and said, Hey, listen, it's a beta. You can pay for it if you want, or you can wait. Uh, you know, even that know. would have been better. Yeah. You can't do launches like that. You can't do hardware yeah. launches like that. You can do it on a free service where everything is free. Yep. Look at all the cool values True. that will take away in two years. But you can't do that with hardware. Yeah. You can't beta launch hardware. Well, or you have to be upfront. Like that's the going back to the Oculus example. The DK1 and DK2 were absolutely beta hardware. Oh yeah, but that but was... they sold them as beta hardware and yeah. said, "Hey, you're paying for a dev kit. This is not the consumer version. This is not meant for the end user." Uh if Google had done that, I think that would have been okay with me. But calling it like the Founders Edition, the Premier Edition, all that stuff, uh that just makes it seem like it's ready and it's not. It's not ready for consumption yet. Yeah. Uh, real quick, a, a couple things. Uh, I, I know people, a lot of people in the chat were asking about latency. Can you talk a little bit about the input it's, input lag? It's good. Uh, it depends on what you're using. It, that, that's the problem. It's it's hard for us to talk about all this stuff because uh, it is very dependent on your home connection and all of that. Uh, I have a 500 down connection. I'm wired directly into a Nighthawk router uh, at my house. So uh, you're not like 90% of. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, that's the thing. Like, I'm not. Brad would have a very different experience with Stadia on his internet connection at home than I do here in San Francisco on a good connection. Uh, but on a good connection, if that's the use case that you're in, uh, whenever I'm wired in, I have almost zero input lag. It's not zero, but it's probably. Uh, I think my ping to the nearest Google Edge node is about 30 milliseconds. So let's call it 50 total for. Uh, uh, which is just above the point where you notice it, but like still negligible latency. Uh, in fact, your hardware latency between your monitor and your PC might be more than that, uh, or you know your render latency. Uh, so latency is fine on a phone. It's worse because uh, then I'm on Wi-Fi. That tended to be about a half second, maybe a quarter second of latency. Uh, still playable. Uh, I think that's probably less than the Steam Link in a lot of ways. Like the, the if you're not wired in on the Steam Link, I usually get pretty bad latency on that thing. So um, and people play with that all the time. So uh, yeah, I think the latency is fine. That's the thing. I think the the tech end of Stadia is good. It's fundamentally it works. It's playable. Everything works fine. Uh, it's the rest of it that I am less sure of. I have one last question for you. Yeah, the witness. Um, is Steam Link still sold? 
not the standalone box anymore, but they have a phone app now that works almost exactly the same. But the standalone boxes. Yeah, the standalone box. They finito. put that thing on like super clearance for a while. You could get those things for $2.50. <laughs> like, I have four yeah. of them. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. give them away as gifts. I, I would say, and if you want something that is still hardware that you can put under your your TV, the uh, NVIDIA Shield TV. Or yeah. Is, yeah. Your, your next best bet, because not only does it has the NVIDIA stuff in it, it also has the Steam Link app, so it works the same. Yeah, I haven't messed with the Steam Link app in a bit, and I should. Uh, I'm yeah. not sure if they've upgraded. It used to be limited to 1080p streaming, and I'm not sure if they've upgraded that to... Like, that, those tiny... The standalone boxes were 1080p only. I'm curious whether they do 4K streaming. The, in the app on the Shield does. Does? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, same thing with the app on the phone, too. It'll, it'll adjust, yeah. Yeah, sweet. I think it was it was probably limited somewhere in that yeah that tiny that tiny yeah. little box man uh, I love that thing though yeah, yeah right uh, I still have it hooked up uh, vegetable stew um, is asking on our Discord uh, do you see game developers optimizing or adjusting their gameplay for Stadia and does the Stadia team see the system be robust enough in the future to allow for competitive gaming that involves a lot of Twitch reaction uh, I think Google would say it's already there uh, like that's that's why they have Destiny and Mortal Kombat on that thing uh, whether you personally would agree i think depends on how much you know notice latency uh i found mortal Kombat playable on stadia but i wouldn't necessarily play it that way uh there's always like the problem when you're on those connections is there's always that moment where you feel like you miss a shot or you miss a combo that you shouldn't have uh and you're like it's the old competitive multiplayer problem right where you're like ah damn lag uh yeah it's always lag's fault (laughs) yeah and you can't actually tell if it actually was or not not my fault uh and so yeah it's it's really hard to know uh i think but i think google would say they are already at that point uh as for optimizing for stadia i don't think that you could necessarily do that with like a shooter or any of the competitive games i think it's more depending on what kind of game you're making i think there are games that are better suited for streaming uh so assassin's creed odyssey uh actually mentioned this in the review assassin's creed odyssey uh movement on red dead redemption 2 all of those are momentum based and so you already have a heavy amount of latency where you let off a key and your character still like takes a step or two forward uh that happens even if you're playing locally and so the difference of like a 30 millisecond delay being added to that is negligible when you're playing over streaming. Uh, so those sorts of games, I think, are actually really well suited for streaming environments. Uh, it's just those are not the games that Google is pushing. Google seems very interested in proving, like, no, we can do shooters over streaming. We can do fighting games over streaming. And, like, yeah, they can. Uh, but sure. whether whether you would want that experience, I think, is more questionable. In the, I can tell you, you know why everybody is walled off from the rest of the world in destiny you don't uh, want to be put into a game in a streamed environment using controller up against a whole bunch of keyboard yeah probably play gamers uh, i mean I, I play on pc with my controller and no but yeah, you're adding you know what i'm saying but you're adding if if you actually got thrown into that mix it would just be horrible you would just be you'd be slaughtered you know yeah. um you'd be like npc though though the developers have been actually really surprisingly good about supporting controller on pc for multiplayer recently so i think uh like call of duty modern warfare the latest one uh has cross play between console and pc yeah we and the way it. they do it is like they just silo off all the controller players into their own so like if you're on a controller on pc Not they Tencent. match you with uh the controller players on console instead of throwing you in with mouse and keyboard people 
which I think is neat. Adam likes to play with keyboard and mouse against people who play on phones in, in uh Yeah. Yeah. So he can actually so he can win. Like a, yeah, then he can play yeah, like a pro gamer. Hilarious. Hey, you know, it's I have so a question fun. though, Hayden. Yeah. It's about um things people actually care about, which yeah, is real, PC gaming real games. for twenty nineteen. <laughs> I mean we can talk about Red Dead Redemption two again. Uh we can talk about <laughs> Destiny. No, we're, let's, let's, I feel like we've been talking about all these games that I like already. Well, so. but we're looking at the Just things that matter. The bad versions of them. I want you know, things with less latency and um not compressed textures and low everything quality. What what, what would you twenty nineteen? What's top of the game? What I oh, like? I twenty nineteen. I still top look. Game. I I play World of Warships. I love it. I hate it. I, I I love it. I hate it. But I really need to play something else. I've been um, starting to look at PUBG. But what game should I pick up? What is my top three games? I mean, I so I'm not going to put them in top three order because then we won't have a game of the year list in a month. But uh, <laughs> well, what should I look at? Uh, I, ABC. So there, there's a lot. Uh, I really liked. So I just finished Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, which is Respawn Star Wars game. Uh, I had a really good time with it, uh, weirdly, and I don't like Star Wars, so uh, hot hot take there which for the Star Wars for the, <laughs> for the chat. Which Star Wars? Come on, send like? me your You're mean, on my side. mean Star Wars takes. <laughs> uh, all the modern stuff. Like I, I oh, like see, pretty much original okay. three movies see, and nothing, nothing else. There's nothing that's like except that's like you're with the majority of people on the I, planet. The people know. really love those new Star Wars. Mm-hmm. People love uh, sure. uh, Baby Yoda on the Mandalorian. I don't know if you've seen those <laughs> yeah. gifts floating around. Yeah, so there's a lot of them. Uh, yeah, I just don't really care about Star Wars. I'm I'm past that point in my life. Um, yeah, but that's like, that's like a, a, a story based single player game. I think Gordon's looking for like a service game. No, any, anything. His, well, I mean, into, the, right? okay, I really uh, should, should I play Red Dead? Is it is it ready? Should I? I'm uh, Red Dead is, is there. Red Dead works on my PC. Uh, I think other people would say otherwise. Still, okay, um, but it worked on mine. It, it's worked on mine since launch. We actually have tested it here too. Yeah, you might have to go down to like console quality graphics uh, yeah. on your home rig, uh, Gordon. But Sorry. you can play uh, it. Red Dead's cool. Uh, so the thing about Red Dead is I'm really enjoying just walking around red dead every time they put me in a story mission in red dead i kind of stopped caring oh. uh, like i tune a lot tune out a lot of the conversations yeah, not like red dead. uh yeah. but man i really like going camping in red dead that's about uh <laughs> that's, that's my favorite part of that game so uh, that's why that's how i used to play grand theft auto 5 too i'd actually play with my kids would go hijack boats and go shark hunting and yeah like, like I, <laughs> I have zero interest in actually playing through red dead but i'm really loving like i'll just ride my horse out in a direction and then like pitch my pitch my camp and then sit there and cook some stew, and then like watch the sunrise. Okay, uh, it's real neat. So. All right, I, I'm a heartbroken Battlefield player. Yeah. So should I buy? Uh, should I betray everything I've believed in and, and buy Call of Duty? This time? Uh, do you like Call of Duty? Those are well, very different. Games. I like the storyline in the older, in the original, like Modern Warfare. Yeah. Like that, I, I enjoyed that. I, Adam could probably answer this one too because he played that game. Yeah. Also, I mean, I still play the um, the multiplayer, and I'll say it feels more Battlefield than in the yeah, past. Yeah, playing Ground War. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's you know some. Of they have it's... a they have a thirty two v thirty two mode. Uh, similar to Battlefield, finally. Yeah, so, I mean, they, they've got options. It's, it's not it's not Battlefield. It's 32v32, but Call of Duty, and it is mayhem. Sounds, yeah. It's yeah. like, it's like a million airstrikes every couple seconds. Uh, it's, it's really like silly. It's like real war. Uh, I actually really love Ground War. It's my favorite mode in that game, because it's just, like, nonstop nonsense. Uh, <laughs> it's just like, yeah, there's, like, 12 UAVs every couple seconds. Uh 
Um, I don't know. I I like Call of Duty. Uh, that campaign's real short, like usual. Uh, it's like six or seven hours. That's um, not too bad. Yeah, it's it's standard Call of Duty length. Uh, I think it's the best Call of Duty this generation, which maybe is not saying much. Uh, but I think they did a really good job with presentation, uh, making it feel like the thing that everybody always talks about with the original Modern Warfare was like, oh, it felt so real at the time. Uh, I think this is the first one that has captured that feeling oh, again okay. uh, in a long, long time. Uh, it's like very... There, there are missions in that game where like you only shoot six or seven people uh, in the entire mission. It feels very much like the Chernobyl missions in the original Modern Warfare, mm-hmm. uh, where they give it a lot of room to breathe. Yeah. It's less like, oh, there's a million guys coming at you, and more every single kill in those missions feels really momentous. Um, good storytelling, basically. Yeah, it, it, they have a good pace to it. It's like yeah. a, it's like a, an actual roller coaster ride instead of I feel like Call of Duty became just like one big rise. Like the stakes just had to go up every mission for the entire game. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I enjoyed that. Uh, but they also Battlefield put out more stuff. Uh, they Four. added they added the Pacific to Battlefield Five. Oh, really? Uh, that happened in late October, I think. Um, so they added. I don't think mm, I'm gonna mess it up. No, they added Wake Island. Uh, they have not added Midway yet, but they added <laughs> yeah, Wake Island, Gordon's. and they no, added that's like, like old school. Yeah, yeah they added Iwo Jima, but it's not like the originals in any. Uh, no, but it is redone originals. Huh. Um, okay, I have to do that just for nostalgia. So they so. added, yeah, they added the U.S. finally because the U.S. was not in. The Americans were not there at launch. Uh, so the the the. Uh, guns for the Americans are finally in. Uh, right. So if you want your M1, America. you can finally use the M1, which is the thing that I was most annoyed by at launch, is uh, how do you make a World War II game with no M1? <laughs> uh, no Americans either, right? So. Yeah. Well, no, like, that's whatever. Like, the Americans, who cares? But honestly, <laughs> no M1. Like, all, hey, I, man. all I play all I play World War II games wow, for is to hear that, that ping noise. Yeah. I want to mm-hmm. hear that ding. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And so if you don't put an M1 in the, in the game... How can I get that fix? Uh, so yeah, they finally added that in. Uh, I think the it's the Americans and the Japanese got added at the same time. So uh, and, and, and the battle royale mode too. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, I actually it, was that included, or do I have to buy, pay more for that? Uh, I think if you buy the game now, they have like a full version that includes. I bought it back. Actually, then. actually, no, it is free. It's a free update. All the okay. all the maps and stuff are free. The new version that they built for Battlefield Five just includes all the cosmetics and stuff that they put out for like the battle passes over the first year. Um, so yeah, if you're looking to get back into Battlefield, okay. maybe now right. is the time. That might be a good one. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Battlefield Five has done as well as they hoped, but uh, I, I think that's an understatement. Yeah, probably. yeah. But, uh, imagine uh, we, we got some people talking in the chat. Uh, some people got really triggered by you, Hayden. Star Wars? The, no, the the uh, the U.S. comment that nobody cares about America. Ah. Uh, the, I mean, to be fair, we got into the war and like you know when it was halfway done. It's not so no. much. Come on, it's not so much that what? nobody cares about the Americans. It's more. I understand why they built the game the way they did, which is they wanted to simulate that in the timeline of Battlefield 5 of like, hey, this war started with the Germans and the the British and the European powers, and then the Americans show up, you know, tooling around on some fine uh, Uh, Detroit powered (laughs) 
U.S. steel made objects uh, uh, supplying uh, lend so lease yeah, like anyway. I think it was actually kind of neat from a live service standpoint that they held back that stuff at launch to add in later as like, oh, and now the I, Americans yeah, show up and all that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, though. But I mean, isn't that like Stadia? Shouldn't they have just started... <laughs> With I US mean, in the, I, mean, I wanted that M1, so maybe they should have. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we were <laughs> talking about, um, imagine, you know, they've been doing a lot of remakes lately, you know, re- reboots uh, of series. Uh, White Zero puts out there, imagine if they did a proper remake of Battlefield 1942. Uh, so uh, if they took Battlefield 1943 and remade it again, because yeah, that's no, all that no, game no. was. 42. Yeah, 42. No, but that's the thing. 1943 oh, yeah. was just 42, but on they added Xbox 360. Uh, so if you just took that again and redid that for the hundredth time, uh, they have yeah. not added capital. I, I, but but I think that was one I th- of the. I think Gordon would play it. I, yeah, yeah, I mean, I was, so I had other ones like Vietnam from that era that I wish they would redo. Uh, yeah, they that did the, didn't go over well. They did the Bad Company two expansion for Vietnam, uh, and then the original Black Ops was Vietnam. So I would I would play a a Vietnam game. I think it was a was it Rising Storm two. Is Vietnam? Yeah, yeah, uh, and that that sort of satisfied that. But Rising Storm is like a real serious. I'm, yeah, I'm same a, with like I'm Verdun. A, yeah, I'm a yeah. I'm a battlefield level of sim fan for my shooters. Yeah, uh, and the Arma and Rising Storm stuff I find very interesting, but Wait, also lay in this grass for three hours. Yeah, it's a little but I'm too much. Just on my computer, we're doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay, move. It's a little too much of that. Yeah. Uh, I'm more of like a just sprint in and get shot guy. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to think uh, what else. So Disco Elysium will be near the top of our list this year. Uh, that is definitely not your style. Oh, no. I think, Brad, I, have you played some of it? Is it a disco? I game? played about five or six hours of it, and I actually stopped playing it in order to play Outer Worlds because uh, I think that Disco Elysium will ruin RPGs for me because it's so amazing. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, yeah, so Outer Worlds is Obsidian's new game, and that's sort of like New Vegas light. Uh, like they they made a Bethesda style RPG for the first time in a long time, uh, and that was good. Uh, mm-hmm. Disco Elysium is an isometric story driven game uh you play a detective with amnesia and uh it is the most beautifully written game that i've played all year uh there's just like a a prosaic quality to the writing that i really enjoy Uh, i don't think it'll be everybody's favorite necessarily um it's like very it's very purple prose like wordy and uh, but it it reads like an actual novel in a way that I don't think most game writing does. Like wow. most most game writing reads like you know I'm writing a Hollywood script. This needs to be like fast and concise. Uh, Disco Elysium will just like you'll be in the middle of a conversation and then it'll go off on a tangent about like a car that only exists in this world, and you can continue following that tangent for like a thousand words about some random automobile. And all of the features of this automobile and, like, oh, the the hubcaps glisten in the rain, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's a very it's, fascinating game to me. <laughs> that that sounds awful, but it's actually amazing. Yeah, and the part that a- I like about it is your actual team. You have a partner, but your team is actually, as you level up your points and your attributes, 
your team kind of is actually, as you level up your attributes, they become stronger voices in your head that chime in more often. Yeah. So you're having conversations. It's, it's a wild ride. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> like, it's like one of the hardest games, I think, to explain that in practice is actually like very easy to understand. Um, mm. Yeah. Like, so I have a high encyclopedia skill. And so I get all of these like random trivia facts that come from like, ah, like he recognizes this tent and he'll like tell me about the making maker of this tent. Um, and because it's all skill based, this stuff just like filters into your conversations in a really normal way. Um, so like in an, in an obsidian game or other traditional RPGs, right? It'll say like speech 40 and you can only access that dialogue option if you have speech 40. Uh, and it just, tells you that up front thing that's interesting about disco elysium is for the most part that stuff just happens in the background so they're like constantly running skill checks against the skills that you have and being like oh he has cleared you know uh savoir fair five and savoir fair is all of your police uh knowledge and like interacting with other police and your precinct and stuff like that. And so then your Savoir Fair skill will just add dialogue options while you're playing. So you'll get more information about like the police in that world and where that might be relevant to the investigation. Um, it's like a really unique way to build a game that actually feels like the character you build has a wide ranging implication uh, on just the, like like the plot and the way that you can solve puzzles, but it's not showy about it in a way yeah. that most RPGs are. It's not like oh here's the hacking route. If you want to be the hacker guy, make sure you put points into the hacking stuff. Here it's just like you're just playing your character the way that it's possible to be played. It's actually like a role playing game in a way that I think most RPGs are not. And that's why I put aside that game, even though I'm really loving it, to play The Outer Worlds. Because even after only playing that for five or six hours, playing The Outer Worlds, I still really love it. I really love Obsidian and Bethesda yep. RPGs like that. But hitting that, you know, lie 50 in a dialogue option yeah. after playing Disco Elysium is just like, what is this? 1983 or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, I don't know. I don't want to, it's like really hard to sell it to people, but I think it's a really fascinating game. Uh, and mm. it's fascinating as like an actual game, but also fascinating as uh, like a vision of where RPGs could go. Cause I feel like that whole genre has been kind of stagnant for a while. Um, it's very good for storytelling, but like the way that a Bethesda RPG works has been the way a Bethesda RPG works for 20 odd years now since Morrowind uh, with some refinements here and there. But generally, like the way skill checks are handled, all that uh, it works same in every game. Uh, so it's it's neat to see somebody do something new uh, in a very big way hmm. uh, from a team that's actually pretty small by game standards. And it's um, Disco Elysium. It's a terrible name uh, for a game that I think is is really neat. So, um, you know, yeah, that'll I, be on our on our list. I was thinking about this. Uh, some people had brought up Breakpoint, but uh, I fell off that game hard. I I, could, hey. I would want to roll with Gordon on, uh, on Division Ghost Recon? Two. No, on Division Two. Okay, yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah. Are you still playing that, Brad? Because you were more of no, a Division I, guy than I am. I played it for a bit. I never even actually beat the story this time around. Mm. It's. I love it. It's great. It's probably the best uh, looter shooter debut of any that I played. It's a lot better than Destiny 2 out of the gate. It's a lot better than Ghost Recon Wildlands out of the gate. It's yeah, a lot or the original, 3 out of the, gate. the original division. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, 
I find it really interesting, actually, like talking about Breakpoint and Division 2 and stuff. Uh, Ubisoft is said they're going to have kind of a crap financial year because those games haven't taken off as much. Yeah. I feel like in general, AAA gaming has been kind of like mad this year, but it's been a great year for like double A gaming, like yeah. the Outer Worlds from Obsidian, like uh, Control from Remedy, like Metro Exodus. Like, I think it's been a great year for games that are just below the AAA level, but not quite. Yeah, I think so. I've been hearing both sides so like i think it's been a fantastic year for video games and i've also heard people say that is the worst year in recent memory for video games and i think it completely depends on what type of game you generally play uh if you're looking for the big triple a stuff uh like the the big marquee titles this year uh i agree i think it's been probably a terrible year for you Hmm. Uh, I don't think last year was very good either uh, on that front. We had a couple of standouts, but like when we put together our Game of the Year list last year, Hitman 2 was the only AAA game that made it onto our Game of the Year list. Uh, yep. If you play mostly indie games and the like B-tier, uh, not to call it Control B-tier and Metro B-tier, but they are, in terms of publishers and stuff, one hmm. step below your, your average AAA game. Uh, if you play those sorts of games, it has been a fantastic year. Uh, we have we even mentioned uh, Outer Wilds. We'll also the Outer Worlds, Outer Outer Wilds split, which is very hard to uh, pronounce on here. But Outer Worlds is the Obsidian game. It's an RPG. Outer Wilds is a time loop game about space exploration. Uh, that that took our when we did our mid year game of the year list in June. Outer Wilds was the top game. Uh, I think it's fantastic. Still need to play that. Yeah, uh, me too. I, I could see Gordon liking that. It's on a it, so basically you're exploring a, a like small solar system and it resets on a 22 minute loop and so you have 22 minutes to do whatever and then the whole world resets back to zero. The whole hmm. universe, yeah. Uh, and so it is fascinating because everything is on timers, so things happen at specific times during the the course of that 22 minutes, and you're trying to unravel this universe or like why this time loop is happening, but you only have 22 minutes to do it. And at the end, like you don't get any upgrades. You don't get, uh, any like new tools to help you do this. It's just, if you knew what to do, you could finish the game your first time out. You could just like go directly to the end and finish the game. Uh, but you're accruing knowledge about how all these systems work over the course of each 22 minute run. Uh, and so at the end of the game, you're just like, oh, cool. Now I understand how all this works. I just go one, one, one all the way through the whole chain of events. Um, but it requires like being here at this time, being here at this time, knowing I need to go here next. And so you're like gradually piecing that together. It's really fascinating. Um, so yeah, that came out in like May. That'll be near the top of our list this year. Uh, a lot of the early, like I think the front half of this year is actually, better triple a wise we had devil may cry 5 which i feel like is not getting talked about very much now but was a fantastic game uh the resident evil 2 remake which also came out this year That's surprisingly one of my top three yeah. uh 2019 feels like it was a million years long but that mm -hmm. did come out this year um, hey, somebody's bringing up one that uh i think gordon might like uh that i know you love yeah planet zoo planet zoo yeah planet you want to build some zoos gordon imagine building your own zoo and running it yourself so i don't know have you seen the uh have you seen the latest planet zoo controversy is, it a is this yeah. a maxis game uh, it no like it is it. a frontier game and those are the people that made uh zoo tycoon and roller coaster tycoon oh, okay. back in the day 
Uh, they're now a different company, and they don't have the license, but they made Planet Coaster a couple years ago, and now they made Planet Zoo. Um, so the fun part about this, and we showed this on our well, – because we played it like a week after launch or whatever uh, on for our video. They have a simulated economy in that game where you are – like getting the uh getting like low end animals like warthogs, ostriches, ones that are not in danger and dogs. And you're like adding those into your zoo first and then you're supposed to breed those animals and sell off the excess to the market <laughs> for what they call conservation credits. And the right. conservation credits were how you would get like the larger animals. So there would be like giraffes, uh lions, gorillas all of those were this other currency that was harder to get but you can sell your animals for whatever you would like and so when we logged on like a week after launch everything was exorbitant like they had it was was like crazy one warthog was like 400 conservation credits then people started like crashing the market on warthogs because they're the easiest ones to get to breed and so now I saw uh, somebody wrote this for Rock Paper Shotgun tomorrow. I can't or uh, yesterday. I can't remember who it was, but basically what's happened is the entire economy now is warthogs, ostriches, and peacocks, and that's the only animals you can <laughs> find face. in the entire market because everybody's using those to grind out this currency so that they can then buy the good animals. But the good animals show up so rarely that nobody can actually get them. They just, like, disappear off the market immediately. And so this guy at RPS had, like, one... uh, Oh, and the ostriches and warthogs can live together, so it's even easier to breed them in massive quantities. So he was like, I have one pen that's just 70 warthogs at a time. (laughs) And then another one nearby that's just... All peacocks. Uh, so let's be I, I honest. Can, I can see this Gordon breaking this. No, game. no. Let's be honest. Then it's not a zoo. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a factory farm. Yeah. It's a farm. Yeah. Yeah. And you're you're selling. Farm you're tycoon. raising these armies. These these warthogs so they can be eaten. <laughs> Ostrich meat, warthog meat, probably pretty edible. So yeah, probably. Uh, so yeah, this is where the state of Planet Zoo is at right now, which is <laughs> fascinating to me. Uh, but also, that game is just like a fantastic zoo builder. Uh, if you want to build some zoos, if you were a zoo owner though, wouldn't you like? Well, look, we got to keep the lights on. This they want them. Yeah, Oscar still- Myers on the phone. <laughs> They want our ten thousand warthogs. I'm saying we're gonna. We got to do it. Well, maybe we do this. So we can get like then an you don't ocelot get, or something. Then you don't get the conservation in. credits. That's the because the conservation credits only come from releasing them back to other zoos or into the wild. So you could be a millionaire, but you can't buy any any giraffes. Basically, uh, yeah, Oscar it's Bart. a it's a fascinating game. I think if uh, what was the comment? Somebody was like. Man, I never see Hayden excited about a video yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if you want a recommendation, uh, Planet Zoo is the only video game that made me excited uh, on a video stream here. So, uh, Also, friend of the show, Hard OCPTV, uh, says you do not want to eat Warthog. Oh, Sounds like well, first-hand experience. Take, take the word Kyle, if you take it and you grind it up enough and then you regrind it and you add some of that melamine... <laughs> I mean that's like basically that's any that's that's basically a dog sold in every single stadium in the U.S. I was thinking like uh, if you put some Taco Bell taco seasoning on it, Dude, the, it no, might you, mask the flavor, and you can buy the uh, the cheesy sauce from Taco yeah. Bell. Yeah, oh, that lava mm-hmm. sauce. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Planet Zoo I think is great. 
Control is great. We kind of mentioned it earlier. I mean, Control. That's yeah. Uh, yeah, Control is the one. So we uh, we did a ray tracing video for Modern Warfare, uh, and it was basically man. I wish this was like Control. Uh, <laughs> Control was like the one game that we've seen all year that really made ray tracing seem like a good investment. So uh, I think Brad was out here actually when we did that that video. Yep. When we did control. Uh, yeah, yep. control. Uh yep. it's got real time reflections on like pretty much everything in the game. So it is beautiful, yes. yeah. It it is incredible in a way that uh I think really shows the potential for RTX to be a thing in there or ray tracing in general to be a thing in a way that the other games have not. Like I th- I think the modern warfare stuff, I think the Metro stuff has been cool. Uh, but it's much harder to, to sell Metro to was somebody. pretty good. The the global lighting was pretty nice. Yeah, and the, and the the plant shadows and stuff on on Call of Duty were neat. As somebody who's interested in graphics tech, uh, but I don't think it is in your face as Control was. Um, well, I to me, I still think it, it goes. You, if you could go back in time with your Terminator, and you could go back and you could talk to Hayden, what a year and a half ago, and you could say uh, and you're at the store and you were looking at either at a 1080 Ti or 2080. Yeah. I just kind of feel like at this point you would have gone back and told Hayden by the 20. No, at this point you would have still said get a 1080 Ti. There have been like six games with ray tracing. Well, but and do you think the situation is a year and several months later? This is nothing. Yes, this is nothing new. I mean, people have been rolling quad. They, they, I didn't realize I'd stumbled into this argument. Oh, no, but oh yeah. Been, yeah, the tw- the 1080. I'm which firmly, is why I I'm want firmly, Gordon on that video. I think the 2080. <laughs> Would have been the better if I could go back in time. I would have told you to buy the 280 because yes, you're not giving anything up. You're not and giving up performance. I, you would have. Well, you're giving up like six hundred dollars. So yeah, no, it was two hundred. It, no. it was two hundred dollars more expensive. At this point, your two hundred dollars would have bought you six or seven games that you can use real time reflections in, real time ray tracing, uh, of which like two or three of them were available at launch. So if you're hardcore enough to be spending eight hundred dollars on a graphics card to play the latest games. As they come out, you wouldn't have played with the ray, ray tracing in Child of the Tomb Raider because it came out three months later. We're still waiting on Wolfenstein. Doom Eternal got just got delayed. Early next year, there might be more stuff. Yeah, but I, really, it's been Metro, it's been Control, and it was Call of Duty, and control, that's it. Control, Control, Control. Yeah, well, so that's I think well, the hey, RTX you know, stuff. Quake, Quake Two, Quake RTX. Two, yeah. Come on, you, come on. No, I, so I think the RTX thing will be very interesting. Uh, next year, November of next year, when all of the consoles have ray tracing. I, I well, come on, we no, start... we don't need them. We don't need them. It's going to change on its own. <laughs> it always takes time. Yeah, that's why we're all using DirectX Look, 12 sorry, on every game, right? Whatever you people can send back your 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 Terminator to to convince that person to buy the, the 1080 Ti back then. My Terminator is going back to convince them. To buy that. Well, I mean, the weird thing is, like, I think Gordon thinks I'm against him right now, but I actually think it's probably better to future proof and get into RTX at this point with the consoles a year out. I just think the reason that the RTX stuff will be big is because of the consoles and not because the PC market is just going to decide to do it. Uh, For every control that we've had, we've had a dozen games like Red Dead that I think wow, they could have done some ray tracing stuff here, and they just didn't because there was no reason for them to do it for consoles. Well, no, I, I think it's just because you, it's already in development. The game barely runs as it is. Yeah. Come on, what, are you going to pile one more thing on I don't there? know. They love they love future-proofing those games. Like, if you think about it, so Grand Theft Auto V hit PC at the beginning of this console generation and is still one of the best-selling games on PC 
five years yep. later. Uh, they would love Red Dead Redemption 2, I bet, to be the best-selling game on PC in 2026. I, so I would argue I think they can do it. The gaming, PC gaming, gaming in general is, is not about technology demonstrations. Fundamentally, like, like any movie, any story, it's got to be about good content first. Mm-hmm. Minecraft, yeah. Minecraft. I will tell you, I will t- have taken like five Stadia. billion dollars for Minecraft, right? I mean, Minecraft doesn't look like anything fancy, runs on anything, but right, it doesn't it doesn't have to show off technology. Sure, I, they don't have to, but I Our think a certain type of game does. Like, I I think a uh, a Call of Duty, for instance, uh, gains a lot of cachet by looking the way it does, and there is a there is a tendency so like you brought up verdun actually earlier that's a great example i love verdun uh that's a world war one shooter uh verdun looks like trash it is like a it is a solidly b-tier shooter yeah b minus and it is very hard to convince people to play a game like that when it looks when you're trying for realism and it looks like a shooter from the 360 era yeah uh, if you're going to go that route, you need something like Fortnite where, or even Apex Legends where you're like, this looks cartoony so I can excuse the fact that it actually doesn't look very good. Uh, you need that like art style thing. And that's what I think Minecraft has. Like Minecraft has a very distinct art style that makes them, they can get away with not having the best graphics. Uh, Nintendo does the same thing. The reason the Switch can get away with having pretty poor processing power and pretty poor graphics is because they put a lot of effort into art style and stuff like that. Uh, but as soon as you get into realism and you're like, oh, we're going to be the most real game, that's when you get into this graphics arm race of like, oh, we need to have ray tracing now and we need to... Uh, and so the Call of Duties, the Metros, all of those games, uh, there are some games I think are much better playing than modern shooters. Um but you're not gonna. You're. It's gonna be a hard sell to get people to go back and play those games, uh, especially if they didn't grow up in an era where that was how games looked. So you would send your Terminator back with mine. You you would send Kyle Reese back. Yeah, I would say buy an that, RTX card. Yeah, you should buy. See, okay, good. That's I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna use it for the next like five <laughs> or six years, uh, probably. If you're somebody who's going to upgrade again next year, maybe not. But well, but then why would they buy a 1080 Ti? Yeah, I agree. I think that that's a, a card that you hold on to. Uh, so yeah, I would say probably if you're going to have a card for five or six years now, like yeah, get an RTX card. I think that stuff will be really big next November. Uh, it has not been so far. I don't think control is enough to justify. I'd wait the, till next gen. The price. Oh, yeah, yeah of course, cer- certainly, right? Yeah, I mean, at then, this yeah. point, yes. But I'm talking about at launch. 1080 Ti, we're, we're never going to solve this one. <laughs> at launch, yeah, you still would have saved 200 bucks compared to a 2080. And like I said, you would have had six games, three that realistically you would have played. 2080s were not $1,000. 2080s were 800 bucks, and at the time, 1080 Ti's were 6 to 650 that was the big debate. Use... They were not going for the same price. They were on fire sale. It was about $150 more then. Okay. Yeah, that's sure. That's still more. Yeah, no, I just yeah. want to make sure, but that's And at this point that $150 got you six games, three of which you would have played because the rest of the games weren't available at launch. Yeah, but within the next, you know, 8-9 months, it's going to I'm ray tracing mm. DXR is the future for PC gaming, right? So At this point yeah. 
Your would, investment uh, in the 1080 Ti does not does, is not going to take you what, as far as. What's chat Cisco. think, Adam? Are they? Uh, they well, think. yeah, they're pretty. Do they're pretty of, down on do uh, Nvidia ATI? this. Oh uh, uh, yeah, okay. This generation. So they just hate all of it. Uh, yeah, but they love Stadia. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, because then they don't have to buy NVIDIA cards, Gordon. Hey, you, just uh, hey, follow, you just have to follow the chain here. Real-time ray tracing came to GeForce Now. It's yeah. true. Uh, they got uh, HDR and Stadia. What Stadia's was that? built on Radeon, so it won't have real-time ray tracing. Uh, well, they can do some effects, right? Because they, you know, depends on the engine they use. They could well, they, I, I assume that they'll have ray tracing next year ish uh if we assume yeah. that all of the consoles are also built on amd tech uh and are also going to have ray tracing you mean for stadia uh well the, his his reason that stadia is not is because it is not built on nvidia tech but uh next year all those consoles are going to be amd i assume uh like yep. usual so i just don't no, understand they've, why they've said it they've have they said it already said it yeah so yeah we got uh amd consoles coming why not just more games they should have had more games just Nvidia. You know, actually, we never did. Do we have? Okay, we have like ten minutes till Brad has to go. What were the justifications for Stadia? What, what are the What are the people saying? Like, you're wrong. Stadia is totally the best uh, thing ever. Well, the, uh, let, let me let that? me switch the graphic to go back to the Google Stadia review. No, I'm just wondering. Uh, there there the was Q&A. a there was a gentleman. Yeah, this counts as Q and A. Oh, okay. There we go. I'll, I'll switch to Q and A then. Uh, yeah, good call. Uh, uh, there was a gentleman saying, "Hey, for a hundred and well, how much?" Was it? 130 130 dollars you're getting a comcast ultra for 70 dollars yeah and a controller for 60 dollars. yeah i don't so. think the value of the 130 is wrong uh yeah much, like uh, a, a controller for an xbox is how like, much did it cost in your tv though doesn't it like chromecast it's like in every single no so this is a, specifically the chromecast ultra which is 70 dollars standalone right now and controller for 60 dollars and then three months of stadia pro for free uh i think that the price of their offering makes sense in terms of if you break it down by hardware. I don't think that's what we were arguing. I think we were arguing $130 for the platform is a bad investment. Well, and uh, and then the could the continued payment, you know, yeah. it's not you're not just it's not just, it's 130. Not just 130 bucks and you're done. Yeah, it's yeah. 130 and then in 3 months you have to pay another $10 a month to keep using it. And uh, then you have to buy the games. And you have to buy the games separately. So yeah, there there's it's more than it, it was more of $130 in principle, not mm-hmm. the hardware breakdown, which, yeah, I agree is the correct amount for that hardware package. I, uh, I we also have uh, Ivan in the chat saying right now, I have still not heard how this is different from paying uh, for a digital game on a console, which is kind of true. I mean, you know, if you're paying for a digital game, you don't own that. It's not physically ownable. Uh, I don't. I, here's my argument. Uh, I don't buy digital games on consoles. So, uh, Well, not even Steam? Uh, I trust Steam <laughs> to not shut down. I mean, but still, you're you're no, paying I, you're I, paying to play it. Sure. And essentially, uh, even if Steam went away, which we don't think it will, if they went away, you, you don't have that game anymore. Uh, sure. Uh, I think that the likelihood. Let's put it this way: I think the likelihood that Google shuts down Stadia is much higher than the likelihood of Valve going out of business in, in the next uh, year. Yeah, and also, what are the chances of Microsoft giving up an Xbox division and PlayStation giving yeah. up a PlayStation? Yeah, and that's the thing. I, I think that when you're buying digital goods, you are buying against... Like It's almost like buying stock. Like You're buying against the likelihood that the company is going to shut down. Uh, I also would not have purchased Ouya games uh, back in 2012 I, because I did I, not I, trust them to be around for very long. 
I think the big difference between the question is that when you buy games on Steam or if you buy a digital game on an Xbox, you save it to your hard drive. Stadia games, you're relying on the Stadia servers running. Yeah. And there's any reason why Google might just go, hey, we're done with Stadia, and then you can never play those games again. Whereas if you have Steam and you back up your games, you have your Xbox with your games loaded on it, even if you unplug it from the wall, those are going to work. Yeah, and I and I find that, like, I have uh, 2,000 Steam games or something. I could not back all of them up to hard drives at this point. And so, yeah, if Steam shut down, I would lose a large part of my library. Uh, that is absolutely true. I just don't think that it's very likely that service is disappearing. Uh, I think there were similar concerns last year with Epic. And, hey, is the Epic Game Store actually going to be around in a year? I don't really want to buy my games on service that might shut down. Um, but they have not, and I am pretty confident that Epic is in that business to stay. Uh, well, and uh, uh, Ivan I th- is pointing out the the same thing applied for Microsoft when they first came out with the Xbox. You know, the, yeah, we weren't sure if they were were going to be sticking time, around. Just, so, but at the time, those were all physical purposes or it, physical sure, purchases. Sure. You would not have bought a digital game in two thousand and one. Also, I still wouldn't have recommended somebody buy an Xbox back then. Uh, yeah, yeah, I bought one for mainly <laughs> Halo, but yeah, um, yeah, that's the, that's the thing is I think that the difference with Stadia is. There's no faith in Google keeping this running. Uh, they have shut down uh, Reader and a bunch of other services that were much beloved um, and yep. did it just in a way that garnered a lot of bad will. Like, There's definitely a confidence hey, we're, gap. Hey, we're just shutting this down. Like, it doesn't matter that you're using it. There's no, like, sunset period. It just disappears. And you have no idea why. Um, yeah, and, and, there, and there's certain Spanish. things that, like, yeah, I trust Google to keep Gmail running. Uh, I've been using Gmail for... RSS Reader. Why would you? And, uh, because at this point, they, I feel like that's a lot of their their fan base. In, like, that Gmail's tied into so many of their other Google services. Google Play Music. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm just reading off all the things they've shut down. They've uh, shut down, yeah. yeah. Buzz, uh, yeah. right? Buzz, Buzz, uh, I Did like you mention Buzz Google Plus? Because that died. Yeah, right. Um, uh, uh, I will say, also, uh, somebody's mentioning, and I know Gordon will hate this, too, on Xbox and on PlayStation, there are, you know, a, a monthly subscription if you want to play online. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so... So how how is that different? You're still paying a monthly price, and uh, you get the game, and always, you're playing on. We've online. always said that shit's garbage. Yeah, I mean, language. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, try to get a PC. You don't have to pay the get away from your fee. Uh, yeah, I mean, not only that, but like I think Microsoft has been very good about rolling all that stuff together recently. The uh, the Game Pass Ultimate, which is fifteen a month, uh, I still think it's dumb that you have to pay to play online on yeah, Xbox. But also, you are now with that subscription getting. I don't know, a hundred games a month or whatever. Yeah, so but you're now finally getting something. Yeah, totally. Uh, Before it was just a total. I just, totally, I just it was a total signed tax. up. I just recently signed up for Game Pass to play Outer Worlds that we were yeah. talking about, and my plan was to just get the one dollar subscription and let it go. But there's so many games in there, I'm just going to keep it going. Yeah, it it is a <laughs> fantastic value at the moment. Like I, whether it stays that way long term, I'm not sure. But like for right now in 2019, where the Xbox One is in its life cycle. Uh, I think that Game Pass is like one of the best values you could possibly have. In it games. is now. It, uh, is now. it is. It is so cheap, and there are so many games on there, uh, and they keep swapping them out too. At the same time, I've been playing PC games on servers for twenty plus years, yeah. and I ain't paid jack. Yeah, totally. So I don't um, get it. I'm just thinking of all the money I've saved over twenty years. Plus, yeah. of never paying for. P- I had an argument with someone. I'm not going to say who about like. And this person said, she said, well, how much do you pay to play those games in the server? I said, 
What are you talking about? I don't pay nothing. I still and the get person a, was like, "What?" I still get Twitter Twitter interactions when they said they were bringing Xbox Live over to PC uh, in like 2015, and I think it was a uh, Major Nelson responded to me and was like, "We will never charge for I remember live that, on yep. PC." I still get people like favoriting that tweet four years later, <laughs> being like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> the bummer thing is when the game just has died. The developer goes out of business, yeah. and they don't want to give up the IP, so people try to maintain private servers. I kind of wish people would they'd pledge to say, yeah, if, we, if we're if we done, we'll just give it up, and you can... Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. We'll have to see how this next generation goes, because all these games are backwards compat now, and so there's less reason to sunset some of those older games, but uh, I'm sure EA will shut down a bunch of servers uh, <laughs> yep. within, within a couple of years of the new launch, so... Huh. Um, yeah, digital future is precarious. Uh, I think the best that you can do is just not buy into the most precarious platform, probably. Uh, that is, I think the the problem with Stadia is it just seems the least likely to be around in a couple of years. Um, yeah, I would, that's, it's that's, not so much that it's that different from other platforms. It's that there's like a huge gap between how much I trust these other platforms and how much I trust Stadia at the moment. Yeah, the, the, but even Epic, even Epic. I mean, Epic has been in PC gaming for decades. Yep, and they are one of the most well-funded funded developers companies around. Like, and I think there's hugely less risk with Epic than there is even with Google, despite it being a bajillion dollar company. Yeah, it's a it's a weird thing. Um, but yeah, Brad, you got to get out of here, so we should. We better get out yeah, of here. Yeah, we got we to gotta wrap it up. Uh, sorry, we're not going to get to all the questions uh, maybe next week. Uh, but next week, we also have Elena back, and we're going to do a Black Friday special. Just in uh, time. So, yeah, look forward to that. All right. Check back next week for your fix of PC Talk on the Full Nerd. For audio listeners, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Also, leave us reviews every time you do. A streaming player go buys a gaming PC. Send questions and comments <laughs> to the Full Nerd at PC world.com yes i said that for real <laughs> thanks for coming i'm gordon Young with brad charkas i wonder what he was adios are you gonna call me a special guy again? special guy hayden dingman <laughs> special guy adam patrick murray's gonna hit the off switch uh thank you all special guys and gals for joining us we will see you next week